Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. Well, I was planning to catch up on various other news this episode, but Yang has once again redirected me by stirring the third-party pot. Alas, another episode that is all Yang news. If this keeps up, we'll have to change the name of the podcast to Yang... Oh, right. Never mind. We do have quite a lot to get to next time, though, including a few UBI developments. But for now, let's get into it. Quick shout out to our Tier 3 patrons, Shane Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Yang's newest bombshell is an article with the bombastic title of Breaking Up with the Democratic Party. In it, he explains that he has registered as an independent. There isn't much substance to the article, mostly just anecdotes about his history with the Democratic Party, but the two other important lines are this, quote, Now that I'm not a member of one party or another, I feel I can be even more honest about both the system and the people in it. Please keep in mind that I am not suggesting that you also change your voter registration to independent. Doing so could disenfranchise you if you live in the 83% of the country that is very red or very blue. For this reason, I considered either not making this change or not talking about it. End quote. So again, it sounds like the forward party will mostly be just supporting candidates of any party, not running opposition, and that Yang changed parties for symbolic reasons, which makes sense when you're starting an independent political wing to not be tied to other party. That said, I expect he will continue to vote for and support Democrats the vast majority of the time, not out of party loyalty, but because the GOP is moving very much in the opposite direction on many of his policy goals. Unfortunately, these nuances are not coming across well in Yang's messaging. When you tweet stuff like, I'm leaving the Democratic Party and starting a new one, that does not elicit in people's minds that you are still planning to vote for Democrats and just want to signal that you're open to supporting good candidates from any party. Most people assume that he will be running in opposition to the Democratic Party and taking votes from them, which leads to understandable frustration on the left. Andrew's messaging is only making his job much harder by inciting outrage through misunderstandings of his intent. Yang did tweet, quote, Desire for a third party is higher among Republicans and independents, so the numbers suggest that the spoiler effect might not be what you think, end quote, which is a good point, but also further suggests, wrongly it seems, that he will be running opposition to Democrats. Frankly, I don't know how he's still this bad at communicating after two campaigns, or perhaps Forward really is going to run their own candidates as opposition. Even I don't know, because he hasn't provided any clarity. But I don't think that's the plan, since he's said multiple times that he knows independents cannot win the presidential and almost never win congressional races, and he's not encouraging anyone to register as independent. I think he's just planning to support candidates who support democracy reform, and he's doing a terrible job communicating about it, unfortunately. This needs to improve. Another thing that Yang has been pushing anew is term limits in Congress. This was, of course, one of his presidential policies, but rarely mentioned until now. I kind of have mixed feelings on it, mostly because it's a solution to a symptom. The real problem is that our democracy is not functioning to vote these people out, even though we are unsatisfied with their performance. I suppose it's like the filibuster in that way, in that if the system worked properly, it wouldn't be nearly as much of a problem. 
but the system is broken right now, so I would support term limits. The incumbent's advantage in elections is just too great for them to be replaced right now until we get certain reforms through. This also relates to some important points that Yang made about the election process in a deeply edifying article that he wrote the other day, which I highly recommend saving. They're pretty self-explanatory quotes, so I'll just read a few here. Quote, In national politics, it turns out, you're not as much the CEO as you are the product. When I was CEO of Manhattan Prep, I would often teach classes or conduct events without identifying myself as CEO. The more it was about me, the less it was about the company. In my experience, if you see a CEO chasing press, that person's company is probably headed for trouble. In many respects, running for president requires qualities that would make you a terrible leader. The process through which we choose leaders neutralizes and reduces the capacities that we most want in them. End quote. This obviously relates to how we assess leadership, how the media reports on elections, and the capitalist methods by which candidates access the public. Voters lack the time and will to be informed, usually voting based on a few artificial catchphrases or outsourcing their decision to others. Candidates are incentivized to be performers, even misrepresenting themselves completely. The media is incentivized to show sensational content, even if they have to manufacture it and give advantage to whoever their boss likes. And money is the most important metric for winning, not leadership ability. Is it any surprise that we end up with dysfunction? All of these incentive structures need reform. Another point from Yang was that power literally gives you brain damage, so to speak. Brain scans show that being in a position of power erodes the part of the brain responsible for empathy, as well as caution and contemplation. This isn't surprising, but it's interesting to have empirical evidence of. We all live in our own world shaped by our circumstances. Our worldview is fluid and adaptable. But as we can see from our own leaders, lacking empathy and perspective has extremely bad consequences. It leads to seeing people as things. The most concerning part of the study was that the researchers tried making people aware of this phenomenon and asking the powerful subjects to attempt to compensate for it by being more considerate of others and trying to relate to them. And it didn't help. What did help somewhat, though, was asking them to recall a time when they were powerless, in other words, a shift in perspective. The age-old adage of putting yourself in someone else's shoes. That has always been the most effective generator of empathy in my personal experience as well, and it's an important tool to remember to use in life and certainly in politics. Not only do we all need to remember the people we disagree with are human, we need to work with them toward common goals, and we need to convince them. Empathy is key to all of that, and the goal that we should have most in common right now is to fix our broken system for electing leaders and the process by which we govern. All other solutions rely on that. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the clarifying tweets around the Forward Party and the election process article. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way, and don't forget to Yang Daily.